welcome back to Tuesday Snacks. Today I'm going to be talking about a couple of conversations that inspired me this week. Um, one is from a friend. I'm not going to say names. I'm not going to um, oust these people about um, their situations or anything. But uh, to sum this up, she's a couple years younger than me. Um, and she's a good friend of mine's little sister. And this group of, of friends, this family, is um, considerably conservative. Uh, very much so a meat and potatoes and bread and, and cheese and beer and all-American football family. Um, big into sports, et cetera, et cetera, softball, football. Um, amazing family, amazing family. And... Um, and basically, this this girl has been kind of through a medical hell the last few years. And without going into too much detail about her story, because I don't know it that well, and I don't want to mess anything up, she does have a young child um, and a wonderful husband. And she's on about 17 pills a day. She has problems with diet with problems with diabetes and also um, neuropathy. There's different issues going on. Long story short, she approached me um, about aiding her in, or I guess advising her is a better way to put it, advising her in how to transition from using cannabis um, away from these pills away from 17 pills a day, which, you know, as Rick and I were talking about it, anybody that's taking 17 pills a day, you would say that's a drug addict. 17 pills a day? That sounds like insane. I can't fathom that. I have no idea what that feels like inside of my body. Now, of course, this person's concerns are about how cannabis is going to react. What negative effects could they possibly experience? And I kind of was like, wow. First off, I'm shocked that this person did come to me, but I'm also just shocked that the stigma is so thick that it's taken this long for people to say, oh, well, these pills aren't working and we're actually giving you eight years to live. So maybe trying a more natural chemical free approach would actually be the thing that helps. Now, we have no idea what the results are going to end up being at the end of this, and I have no idea what path. She's going to choose, but I'll share with her. Um, I'll, sh- I'll share the advice that I gave her with you guys. Um, and I basically said essentially um, that, uh, well, this is amazing. And I've worked with hundreds of patients just like you that have little to no prior experience with marijuana are on a lot of pills that they would rather not be and are a little nervous, but you have nothing to worry about. Every body is different. The way we react to things slightly or majorly differ from one individual to the next. I'll start with the positive possible negatives since I think that is the biggest fear. Since um, my phone is crazy right now, so I love trying to read off of it. Not really working. Um, okay. One, certain strains cause certain people anxiety. I am one of those. Straight sativa strains um, strains like Green Crack or Jack Carrere give me too much of what I describe as coffee jitters. I personally smoke hybrids during the day and OGs or Indicas at night. Number two, getting too high. Been there too. I ate 1,600 milligrams at a cannabis cup in Oakland. 
It was trippy, but it felt amazing the next day. Like every cell in my body had been cleansed. Interesting experience. Which leads me to this. Edibles can be a lot more potent than smoking. That's because here, the cannabinoids enter the bloodstream through the liver. I had a patient with a very fatty liver who had himself checked into the hospital. He should have called us first. There is no way to die from an overdose. Unlike most pills, even enough aspirin will kill you, but not weed. Drink water, eat food, pass out. You may wake up a little high still, and at the very worst, I've seen someone puke, but they ate about 100 times what they should have. Oils, taken in dropper form, under the tongue, or as in a pill form, um, are my favorite for strictly medical patients. You need a certain ratio of THC to CBD, depending on what is going on with your body. So each individual is going to be different on this, but I usually recommend starting with a two-to-one, a one-to-one, or a one-to-two ratio. That's about five to 10 milligrams of CBD and five to 10 milligrams of THC for around 10 to 20 milligrams of total cannabinoids for your first go-ahead. For some people, even this is going to be too strong. For some people, they're not going to feel anything. It kind of depends on what you want to feel and how much THC your body needs. Orally, it can take 20 minutes to two hours to set in, which is why I like to smoke it. I like the immediate effects. It enters my bloodstream through my lungs, and smoking and vaporizing tend to be the most popular. Our livers don't prioritize cannabinoids the same way that they prioritize alcohol, hence the long wait time. Doing it on an empty stomach before you eat is best, in my opinion. Dosage can be tricky. Some people need two milligrams, some need 200. Start small. Um, so I just wanted to share that with you because I think that a lot of people don't necessarily know a good starting point to talk to people who are not necessarily comfortable with this subject. And it's important that if you are comfortable with this subject, you understand that you have the ability to help fight the stigma. Here's a girl whose doctors gave her eight years to live and she's younger than me. Now, I hope that I see more than eight years. I'm not counting on it, but I really fucking hope. And it's amazing that it's amazing that people are still afraid to talk about it. Don't be afraid to talk about it. That's what I'm urging everyone to do. Just talk about it. Just bring it up. Make people uncomfortable. That's um, my, my cousin and I got in an argument and that'll lead me into my next conversation. But, um, my cousin, my cousin and I got in an argument, um, about the transgender issue and his end response was something along the lines of realities, a, uh, uncomfortable chaos. I found that to be a very important part of our argument because, if you understand that reality is both uncomfortable and chaotic, it's a little bit easier to accept things that are both uncomfortable or out of your control or, or, and, and or out of con- your control. Um, this transgender issue, I mean, I had no idea that Trump would start going in on this. I mean, how could you have? Going into this election, he seemed like the most positive LGBTQI 
individual that could have possibly been representing the Republican Party. That wasn't necessarily a question. And I'm not really sure where this is coming from, whether it's simply a distraction or whether he's trying to appease the wrong people. He says it's simply a military decision. I don't understand how saying that transgender cannot serve has anything to do with it being a substantial military decision. I highly, highly doubt that that is actually his reasoning. But to get to what I wanted to get to with this conversation on my cousin's page, he had a girl literally talk about how this is a essentially nothing more than a trendy mental illness. And that Twitter says that transgenders are transcending and, you know, condescending voice, quote, unquote, by her. I, I, I do think that people who understand that there's more than two genders are pro- probably and potentially transcending more than people who are stuck in the mindset that there's only two. And I find it quite ironic that so many different cultures throughout time, including in the Middle East, Iran, Afghanistan, today, and for hundreds and hundreds of years, have accepted a third gender. And now they don't even recognize that as the same as being transgendered. They see that as an entirely different issue because we've had a third gender forever is apparently the, you know, thing that they just see it as normal because it is. And how we get there as an American society, I'm a little, I'm a little miffed right now because it seems, it seems very hateful. And I'm, I mean, I can't even believe I'm going to say this, but I'm really glad that I'm not a transgendered individual right now because people are making it incredibly odd. I mean, these issues that we're talking about, the bathroom issue, the military, like, come on. There's no difference between you or me that is greater than a difference between me and a transgender or you and a transgender. And perhaps you are transgender. And if so, I I don't even know what to tell you. I don't know what advice to give you. I would say wear it on your sleeve. Be so proud of who you are. And I know that that's scary and I know that that's dangerous, but I'd say that it's better to be proud of who you are than to try to hide it. And it goes back to what I was saying with, you know, taking away the stigma within the marijuana industry. Um, It's very similar to what's happening right now with this transgender issues. You're having this, this battle of, of ethics in a sense, but they're not even ethics because it's not a bad thing to smoke marijuana as it's not a bad thing to be transgender. It's simply a belief system that other people have adhered to. And it's, it shouldn't become an actual threat. It shouldn't become, you know, anything negative in your reality. Uh, Don't let, don't let all this negativity sink into your lives and don't spread it. Um, I make a, I, I make the mistake of going to Facebook and making a negatively worded post whenever I get heated over something like this. And 
I don't know if that's necessarily the way that I should go about it, but it's 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 hard right now. It's hard to see these things, especially coming from people that have known my entire life, that just simply lack an understanding and simply lack exposure to, you know, the truth and what is real in this. Perhaps the government is using this transgendered issue to manipulate our speech and manipulate our free speech, as some would suggest. Perhaps that is is some underlying plot twist, but that still doesn't, uh, that still doesn't matter to the people who are actually going through this, who you're sitting there marginalizing and boxing into some category that they don't want to be categorized into anyways. Nobody wants to be categorized. I don't want to be categorized. It's so annoying now to be called a white woman. It's so annoying. I hate it. It's like, can you just not say white? Can you just not say anything? In fact, don't even say woman. Just, I think I'm just going to start going by it because everything else is pissing me off. <laughs> and, um, and on that note, guys, love everyone. Accept everyone for who they are. Accept everyone for who they were and who they may become. And don't judge them because you aren't them. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know their soul. So, have a good Tuesday. Smoke weed every day. (laughs) Bye, guys.